the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. And folks, we have to open up this week's show with a with a, a statement of fact, a, a simple you know a inf- piece of information for the listeners. Our guy Banks playing sick right now. Uh, uh, a bit of a flu game here seems to be. He's didn't talk much in the pre-show. Normally we have a, a rousing chat. Me and RDT were pretty much carrying that thing. He set the mic up. He said, let's get this show on the road. This thing's absolutely taking a whack at me. So really respect you for even even coming on and, and, and chatting with us tonight. It's heroic. Had, I know. I know. We've had quite a few flu games the last couple of weeks. So I think we're all we're all battling through. It's just that time of the year. We're no, all grinding nobody, out here. Nobody's healthy, you know. No team, no team is healthy right now. No, like, everyone's got healthy. their everyone's got their nicks and their knocks. There's yeah. no doubt about it. You know, you know, everyone's carrying something right now. I'll, I it's will say, <clears throat> I will say, a bank's at about sixty-five or seventy percent is a lot better than than any of these other podcasters at you know eighty or eighty-five. So, thank you for saying that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably the him, best him, thing you've ever said. Him on one of his worst days is many on their best days. I did see. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I, knock on wood. I have not. I have not experienced getting. You're like, you're due for. I feel like you last year was the year of the Taylor sickness. I feel like. I feel like you were battling through. Well, it. I just strepped the one time. I yeah yeah. Well, I did have, with COVID. Have you been hanging no, around your father COVID. much lately? Well, it would seem I not. Mean, look. <laughs> Look, I mean that you know that's that's in the past. We don't want to talk about the past. Um, that's that's been I think brought up on this show before. I don't think there's any need to you know relitigate you know things that happened you know a couple of years ago around this time on on the years. And Is that Mark McGuire? I'm not here. No, uh, well, the the finger was Raffy, but Raffy. But I'm not here to talk about the past. McGuire. Yeah, yeah. I did not take steroids. Period. I believe is uh, is Raffy with the no. finger pointing. That's correct. Yeah, but yeah, we're, yeah, we're definitely getting out of that. No, Bill did a finger. I did not have sexual and relations with that woman. The... Did he point that? Maybe he may have. I one time, a, I one time like a month and a half ago, for some reason, got on like I think I might have said this at some point. Got I got like caught up on like old news videos. I was like watching old news reports from like the Monica Lewinsky scandal. What a freaking time! Talk I mean, about those... a time where I wish Twitter was around. The leads to some of those like NBC nightly news stories is unbelievable what they're talking about. It was wild. I, I saw that clip go around. Uh, I think it was Sunday night when Kanye was talking about Chris Paul and it was just Chris Paul at the dinner table the next day. And it was that that clip. So it was pretty good. Got me going. Mm. So shout out to you, Banks. Really appreciate you. And uh, all the listeners, you know, should send some tweets Banks way. Wishing him, wishing him well. little... A little bit of manifestation on on him getting on the back end of this thing. Yeah, my Venmo is open. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 talk Baltimore Ravens. We you can go back and listen to our raw reaction, instant analysis um, on Sunday. Um, I know I had a couple beverages in me for that podcast, so it was uh, was ripping off some takes. But uh, go back and listen to that. Like we said, I think at the end of that show, there's not much more to litigate from this game. I think that the news we were waiting for was the Lamar Jackson injury situation, which is, I don't know if it's really any more clear than it was Sunday, other than the fact that it's not season-ending. Week-to-week is the terminology they're using um, that John Harbaugh came out and said. It feels like it's trending towards him not playing on Sunday. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Then the hope would maybe that he's back the next week or two. Um I would say we're going to preview this game as if he's not playing. I think that's the the safer way to go about it. And we, as we saw, Tyler Huntley led a game-winning drive on Sunday to give the Ravens a victory. 
Um, but this is just sort of feels a little deja vu to last year as the Lamar Jackson injuries um, now move their way into year two in terms of hindering a Ravens season. But let's, I, I have a long term thought to throw out to you guys, but I'll start with short term. Um, you know, you feel like Tyler Huntley can kind of get the Ravens through this patch, Banks, or is this going to be similar to last year where? Their resilient performances from Huntley, their admirable performances, but ultimately the Ravens don't win all that many games. Uh, firstly, I'd like to say, finally, finally, the Pittsburgh Steelers have caught in a break. I mean, they've gone through some tough sledding for you know a good 40, 50 years without any bounces going their way. Um, and sometimes the ball bounces back in your favor. And finally, that day has come for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, because they were rocked with COVID a couple of years ago that swung the division in our favor or, um, hmm. anyways, uh, the over under this week, I don't know. I still don't think I know what the number is, but it is too high. It needs to be lower. This is going to be an ugly game. It's going to be a rock fight. Um, you know, I love, love a good rock fight, especially when it comes to Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens. Um, <clears throat> Their defense is very good, and so is ours. Uh, we got to give credit where credit's due, and I think um, that's it's a defense that Lamar himself has struggled against immensely, and um, I wouldn't expect Tyler Huntley to do any better. Really, I mean, it's it's going to be a matter of just grinding out a few drives and trying to collect what you can and executing and finishing. Um, so. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, we like Sunday, Tyler Huntley was low key going through his own flu game. I don't know if that's been broadcast. All so that I, much. Saw, I, I read, yeah, they got out there a little bit, got out there a little bit today, yeah, or in yesterday. Yeah. So, so there was a thought that he might not be able to play. That was what that, that right. he was on the verge of not playing, which we would have seen a lot more James Prochet throws, I would assume. Um, which, hey, you know, it's in the playbook. Anyways. Um, I suppose that means there's some hope that there's a better Tyler Huntley. Not that he was, I mean, he wasn't great on Sunday, but he came up with the drive when we needed it. Um, but hopefully he can put something, I mean, what was he? 27 of 32. Like they're just going to throw everything underneath. I mean, that's all like the passing chart for Huntley on Sunday was pretty remarkable where everything within 10, 15 yards and everything to his left was completed. And that's been kind of his MO every time he comes in. And that's what you want from a backup guy. So um, I'm hoping that the run game can really lift him a bunch. Um, That's kind of been MIA the last couple of weeks. So um, that's kind of like the the meal ticket, I think, for the offense to kind of put together something that will do the job enough to beat a Steelers team. And I mean – this is a game that I had circled months out as like, oh yeah, we're gonna go to Pittsburgh and we're gonna smoke them. We're gonna bury that team when they're already, you know, close to dead. And they're just kind of hanging on by a thread. They're kind of still in the fight a little bit. <clears throat> and there was a game, I forget, like three or four weeks ago, where I don't remember who they were playing, but it was a bad team. And the Steelers were home dogs to that team, and I couldn't help but laugh. And now here we are, decimated again no quarterback and we're the ones who are underdogs in, in Pittsburgh. So that's disappointing. Um, but we'll see. Um, 
Barstool has the sports book has uh, 37 as the over under too high. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm, too, that's too, it's too high. It's I'm scrolling too high. and I don't see anything like, I don't see anything really close. Uh, San, Fr- San Francisco and Tampa is 37 as well, but it's kind of weird. Um, yeah. It's, it's like we talked about it in our pregame. Like there's just really no juice. The Huntley Pickett quarterback matchup isn't the, you know, Lamar, Ben, Flacco, Ben that we'd seen for all those years. And obviously, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, and it's funny too, because like when you were talking about the rock fight and like, I mean, we're all used to growing up with these Ravens Steelers, like this is going to be a low scoring game. This is going to be a 20 to 13 game, but it's just because the defenses were so good, not because the offenses were so like lackluster. So it's like, we're going to, we may have the same kind of game, but it's going to be for a different reason. It's just going to be because the offenses are like, nah. Yeah, you know. Well, you also have. I mean, the the thing that exacerbates that though is that these are two quality defenses. I mean, the Ravens have played. You're right. I mean, there's no. There's. It feels like there's a lot less resistance on the offensive side of the ball Mm -hmm. to make it like a can. You know, like can we get through their? You know, their unstoppable. You know, immovable object with some Mm -hmm. sort of force, whether that's you know. Flacco with some, you know, with with the Boldens and the and the Torrey Smith, the Torrey Smith of the world. Can, left. You, can you throw it over the top or or Pittsburgh with you know Antonio and and those different guys and Big Ben? Yeah, this feels like it's going to be a lot less. I mean, I said to you guys before we record started recording that Kenny Pickett is like frisky when you watch him. There's like some times I watched him on the Monday night game against the Colts, and there was like he did some things. I was like, okay, all right. But if he feels like a guy that this version of the Ravens defense kind of eats up um, to a certain extent. And maybe the Steelers Steelers will be able to establish some things on their side in terms of what, you know, Huntley's trying to do. I think you're right, Banks. I think it's going to be a ton of underneath throws. Now, with that said, the Ravens don't have any deep playmakers anyway, so it's kind of that anyway. Hmm. Um, And so, you know, we'll see what what they really got to figure out a way to establish a running game in this game, Um, which, you know, you're not going to get it. You're going to get some from Huntley, not with the same – dynamic nature as Lamar Jackson. So um, you've got to get, you know, Kenyon Drake or whatever going in this game to, I think, have success. This is going to be a total slog. I think we are, until Lamar comes back, or even when Lamar comes back, I think we have to reframe our expectations to the Ravens playing slogs week after week. You know, I don't think this is going to be a you know, beautiful team to watch win football games. Now, I think this is going to be like a stressful, you know, defense first. I, I Hopefully we can figure out a way to get a score defensively at some point here, just to kind of like, that feels like, I think I said that a couple weeks ago, that feels like it's been coming. Um, we just haven't had that like really big defensive play with a score or even like a Duvernay punt return or something like that. You almost had it. With Ravens, teachers. Ravens. Yeah. Ravens could kind of need a, a, a jolt like that a couple times this Sunday to keep the Huntley train on the tracks or the Brett Huntley train. If he ends mm-hmm. up having to come in the game, <laughs> that's going to confuse a lot of people, a lot of people. Huntley and Huntley. Love that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, I mean, you're right. You, they're, they're, they're due for like a Justin Houston um, sack fumble, you know, and then someone else picking it up and taking it in. Like, I feel like, Steel, you know, st- we saw that a bunch with with Polamalu and Flacco, but it's like the the Ravens are, I mean, they're itching for for something like that just to kind of get them get them going and like you said, give them that juice. 
Devin Duvernay has gotten a little fair catch happy, and I think he needs to turn it up here. And I think that's going to be a message kind of sent to him too. Someone, one of the reporters, I forget, it may have been Jonas Schaefer, like tweeted after the game. It was like, Devin Duvernay is like an all pro returner. He's a very smart player. Like he does everything right on the field. And he was like, he has been like, his fair catches have been like questionable recently. Like I think there was one, was it the Jacksonville game when he took it out of the end zone? Or, you know, he was like, his returns have been like questionable, like with stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, you know, especially Harbaugh being the, I don't know if you guys know that he was a special teams coach before, you know, he got to the Ravens, but really with him having that background, it's like, maybe, you know, you gotta, cause I mean, if they, if they can get that going, if they can, if he can bring one back, not, not even for a touchdown, but you know, cross midfield into 30, 20, something like that. I mean, that's, you know, that's a perfect recipe for success with Huntley right there. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, um, what happens? The other thing I was going to say about the Steelers is you feel like as a Ravens fan, you end up watching the Steelers a lot, whether it be before some of these Ravens-Steelers games or around it, and you have like a really good feel for what they do. They've been so irrelevant. I don't feel like I've just sat and watched them a lot. Like, watched, you know, three quarters of the Sunday night game against the Colts a couple weeks ago. But other than that, they're just in no high-profile games, and they don't score. So they're not on red zone. Like if you watch red zone, you don't see them at all because they're they don't do anything offensively. So like on a Sunday, team. they just you when you jump it around. If you have if you that's the way you watch, which is a lot of times how I watch, you just don't ever see them because they don't do anything. Um, it, it but it also this also feels like a game to me. You know, when I woke up today, I was like, oh, we're doing the pod. What am I gonna? predict this feels like a game the Steelers figure out a way to win against a Ravens team that has almost been asking to lose and has you know lost against Jacksonville but in a couple of these games just been asking to lose against teams that are not as good and now you don't have Lamar I don't know if that's where I'll finish when we put the scores down but you know this feels like 14 13 or 10 to 9 16 10 or something but did, did you hear did you hear um Berman's Berman's uh, Ravens Broncos line in his fastest two minutes on uh, Monday night or Sunday night, whatever it was. No, I do actually think Berman's fastest two minutes are pretty good. Still. They're so, I mean, they have not lost their, their mojo at all. Like it's as good as it was when we were in middle school watching. He said something, he was like Ravens 10 Broncos nine dealer hit me or something like that. Like, Oh, I did actually, I did see that. I did see that. I, did <laughs> yeah, see that. Just, I thought that was great. Like, it's just so funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It just feels like it's gonna go down, go down that path from a score perspective. Um, you know, I'm just I'm interested to watch Kenny Pickett. I mean, this is now Kenny. This is you know the Ravens had Lamar as the young quarterback in this rivalry. Now it's the the first one for Pickett. I'm just interested to see how he responds. I don't know if you know he played in college in Pittsburgh. I don't know if you guys heard that. Well, heard but that. it's not like the same stadium or anything, though, right? No, it is. It actually oh, no is. way. They play That's in crazy. the same stadium. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, locker room. The locker rooms are like twenty feet away or something. I've actually yeah, been cool. in the the Steelers locker room. I stole a Gatorade out of their uh, cooler when I was in there. Hmm. My cousin you, had you his bet. rehearsal you, dinner at the at the you absolute the bad boy club level. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Took a picture Jeez. in Dennis Dixon's locker. Wow. Yeah. Can they can they arrest you across state lines for that? Oh, I think it, I think statute of limitations is expired. But you that's know. very interesting. 
Um, very, very interesting. You would admit speak, that publicly. Speaking of, I, I posted pictures of it on Facebook. Wow. Um, but speaking of interesting, our guy Spenny, I don't know if you saw his tweet earlier today. I think it was today where he said it's feeling more and more like we're seeing the last of Lamar Jackson in a Ravens jersey. And that sent people off. I'm anxious to see your guys thoughts, feelings again. It's, it, it, you know, he was like, there's nothing. I don't think he had anything behind it. I think he was just tweeting out his feelings. Well, that's that was my long term thought that I was going to pose. And I did see that from our pal Spenny. And that's not what set this off. But I it was interesting. This is now another injury for Lamar. We'll see how long it lasts. Um, but now I think if you're the Ravens, you now have to start evaluating this injury history a little bit more than just a one-year fluke. I don't know where that where it stands. It's an interesting feeling. It does feel a little foreboding now. There's like just not that the love affair is wearing off, but there's definitely it's definitely not as like fervent as it was for the year or in the middle of last year. I don't know. It's interesting. Did, did you notice Tyler Huntley post game him saying that he was going to stop by Lamar's house to check on him on the way home? Didn't see that. I, I, I didn't see that. That's something he said. What What does that, if you read between the lines there, what does that say? It says that he likes him. Well, sure. Yeah. But it also says Lamar Jackson didn't stick around after he got hurt. Which is the kind of stuff that I don't know the hot take artist can take and run with. I did but notice there's... that he he had tweeted like seconds after the game, which which <clears> to <throat> me because I was like, all right, I wonder if he's in the locker room or you know if he's in a training room or something. But I you know I I still don't think injured players are allowed to have their phones on them, even if they're in the locker room after you know after the game or you know. Yeah, I mean, with that said, Lamar seems to kind of do what do what he wants on some things, yeah. so I don't. It's a good point, though. Yeah, I mean, potentially he also could have still been there and and absolutely and rolled out of it. Although, I mean, you would have think that him and Huntley would have talked. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what, what is there to say about the Lamar Jackson? I mean, I don't know. I I'm just suggesting that that's that's a part of the fuel for speculation that is going that is afoot at the moment. Hmm. Wasn't there something? Didn't you like another picture, a Patriots picture or something? Or did I? Yeah, like, like last week or something. That was last week. Uh, yeah, it's like a regular occurrence at this point. It's whatever. Yeah, it's it's Manny Machado's wife liking him in a Yankee jersey. We'll see. Interesting. I mean, here's yeah. the thing: if you're the if you're the Ravens, this is you're not you're going to make this decision. I mean, this decision is going to happen in the offseason. I think very quickly after this year. No matter how the season goes, if the Raven if he comes back and he wins the Ravens the Super Bowl, I think it'll. He will get signed quickly, and if he if this goes the other way, I think they will figure out they will move on in whatever time frame that is. Anything's but, possible. Yeah, we shall see. That is a that is a longer discussion for another day. But I do think from like an injury, you know, this becoming a little more consistent, um, I think that will may potentially factor in. But as we always we always say, and as you know, all these shows and podcasts do that, we're all just speculating here, but. Um, Score predictions for this game. Like you said, RDT, just before that, just not the same heat. This 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 game's not in prime time. The, there's really no implications in terms of the Steelers and the playoff hunt. They've, they've, they've rolled it back here to what, like five and seven. So I guess theoretically, if they ripped off some wins, they could 
get there. But um, even like even when I mean, we saw some games between the Ravens and Steelers, you know, a couple years ago that weren't the players still hated each other. I don't know if these players, you know, like or any or any of the Ravens waking up being like, I I got to fucking level George Pickens tomorrow. I got to take Najee Harris down. It's like, you know, Friar Muth, his knees are mine. It's like, eh. well, that's yeah, a, that. I, yeah, there's just no again, there's no real juice in the rivalry right now and again that's to be expected like um you know and it's kind of just going back to your point about the Steelers they're just a boring team right now like they don't have the Heinz Awards to hate they don't have those Antonio Browns to hate it's just like like who would Terrell Suggs hate on this team right now like I I don't know it's it's just, it's a it's a weird point in the rivalry. It's like a yeah, and this is what happens. You have oh, those yeah. ebbs and flows. Nothing can stay like super hot. And I think once they the, had a good you know, twenty year run, where where yeah, the teams I mean, were, you're you know, you're battling for the top of the AFC, and you know other other games have become more. I mean, Ravens Bengals has some mm-hmm. has some heat right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Banks, your score prediction for this one? Uh, Ravens thirteen, Steelers ten. Thirty two. Uh, I'll say twenty. 20 to 17 Steelers. I will say 17 13 Steelers. God, these are some ugly scores. Yeah. They're yeah. not ugly. They're just JV football like. Yeah. But let me say what. Tyler like Huntley, who, who sang his praises on Sunday, can continue to become a legend with the fan base if he goes and wins this game. That's true. I mean, he has a chance to really become a backup quarterback legend where, like, they'll bring him back to be, like, the game day captain at at the bank in, like, 10 years, and he will get a rousing ovation. <laughs> he has, he has after last year, where he's really already, he's really beloved already, he he can really take that to the next level you know, well, over like, the next few weeks. I think I think Banks talked about it on, on Sunday, but, like, I know on part of my take, they talked about it where Big Cat was like, like last year, Tyler Huntley was fun, and he was like, he was like, it's super entertaining to watch. He's like, and then I looked at his 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 record, and I forgot he was one in four. And yeah. it's like, yeah, like you know, like you said, like yeah. he had you in all those games, but then you're like, oh yeah, he, you know, he was one in four. And Big Cat was like, maybe I just remember that because he beat the Bears. But yeah, I know. I, I mean, I'm. It's almost like how Tyrod. Tyrod was like a local legend for you know for doing nothing, like chanting his name to get in at the end of games and all that. So yeah, to Huntley. I mean, he could have the 105.7 airwaves rocking after this game if he can uh, pull that out. Which, by the way, someone, I forget who, but they tweeted and they said they were driving home from the game and someone had called 105.7 and said, put put Huntley at quarterback and Lamar at running back and just, just run it from there. So that's uh, always a, that's a, certainly a take. Mm-hmm. Definitely an opinion. Um, on to the Orioles. Uh, RDT, will the Orioles make a splash? It, it, <laughs> I'll just open it up simply for you. It depends on your definition of splash. Like, were they going to get Verlander? No. Were they going to get Judge? No. Were they going to get Correa? No. Like, again, they got Kyle Gibson, who who I, I blogged about this, and I said I was I – was, the fact that he, when he signed here, Kyle Gibson, again, he's not a, he's an all-star in 2021. He had a five, five Oh five ERA last year with the Phillies, but he's also playing in front of the worst, one of the worst defenses in baseball. Um, he's a ground ball pitcher. And again, that does not help when your defense is awful. He said there were three main factors to why he wanted to come to Baltimore. Cause he had the exact same offer from the blue Jays 
who there's a decent chance the Blue Jays are picked to finish first or second in the division. And he said it was the defense of the Orioles, Adley, and the wall. So it's like, all right, there we're seeing it. Like, the wall is working. Um, pitchers are taking notice of it. Like, hey, I can I can cut down my ERA. Same thing with Adley. Like, if I pitch to this guy, it's going to help me. Um, so again, I think that was a fine signing for $10 million, But everyone is still hooked on this Michael Elias liftoff quote, which he probably shouldn't have said because now everyone's like, oh, we're fucking waiting on Rodon and Bassett and, and you know, Xander Bogarts. And it's like, well, that's not going to happen. Like, like they're already, they're increasing the payroll. Um, and, and these people just wanted judge or they wanted, you know, these big free agents and it was never going to happen. Um, again, should he have said lift off and we're going to, we're going to, you know, compete and do this and that and blah, 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 probably not, but he said it and now he's kind of having to walk that back. Um, people are definitely mad. I mean, it's day three of the winter meetings and they haven't signed anyone. They, they haven't signed any major league guys. They, you know, they, Michael Elias did say that they have multiple multi-year offers out to starting pitchers. Um, they have, they have, I think he said they have offers out to bats who would be in the opening day lineup, the, the opening day nine, he said. So again, I, I think not everything has to happen at the winter meetings. Like it's not, it, it, it's not crazy that, that nothing has happened so far. I think they will still sign guys. Um, it would have been nice to see them get like a Josh Bell for two years, 30, 33 million. Um, that would have been a nice, you know, DH option, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much everything. You know, they took someone in the rule five draft today, a pitcher from the Red Sox. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they signed someone, you know, by the time you're listening to this tomorrow. Um, but again, I'm not expecting it to be one of the big dogs. It was never going to be Trey Turner for $300 million. Like it just wasn't. And people seem to have that in their mind because Elias said it. So again, he kind of put himself in this pickle, but like I saw people trashing Elias today being like, he's a snake oil salesman and you cannot trust a guy like this. What, the, what are you like? What are you talking about? What does that even mean? So Twitter again is making me want to off myself because these people just have no idea what they're talking about. So it's, it's kind of infuriating, but again, we'll just, we just got to sit back and wait and see, uh, see what happens. See if they can wrap up some of these deals in San Diego. Thanks. I have so much to discuss about the hot stove. So I'm just teaming. Uh, the with stove hot is hot, stove. by the way. It's stove hot. Very that, hot. The stove is hot. That was a little facetious what I just said, but it's actually been very hot. It's been entertaining. We, I mean, we pretty much buried the hot stove here. Um, talking about the last I, decade. I buried it so. for two consecutive week. did weeks. Did you bring back the hot stove? Did you? I may have inspired. I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, pat myself on the back too much here, no, but pat I feel like. On the back. Yeah, I mean, I I inspired the hot stove. I gassed up the stove. So, yeah, there's people that are super fired up about the fact that they haven't made quote unquote that big splash. I mean, like the Kyle Gibson signs, that's a nice signing. It's not like it's Jordan gonna, Lyles from last year. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's, of, it's, it's a nice signing, but but I think these people's expectations are so crazy that they thought we were going to go out and get a Trey Turner or like do something big. Um, and there's so much off season left. It's December 7th. Like most years, nobody is signed by now. And just because a handful of people have signed over the last couple of days, doesn't mean that there's not opportunities to sign more guys. So, um, it's, it was foolish for people to have read into that takeoff quote as if it was just gonna, we were just opening the checkbook and going after everybody. Like there's still a calculated approach. And there's, like I said, there's still guys out there. So, um, 
just just settle down, people. A lot of off season left. But again, it, especially it, as we it, talked about, sorry that 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 baseball's free agency window doesn't just occur in the winter meetings. Like I think it got boosted because of the judge stuff and the Turner mm-hmm. stuff popped off. So you have two big dominoes off the board. But a lot of times we've seen guys like wait. So Manny and Harper signed it like the end of February. Like yeah. teams were at spring training and Manny and Harper did not have teams. Can I say this though? It is a ama- the you listen like health of baseball, health of baseball, and the Padres had four hundred million to give to to Aaron Judge. Like, is this just funny and money? At this point? Like, what is going on? What is going on I, at San I, Diego? Where is all this money coming from? I the think their TV deal can't be that big. They must just be. What is this a, a ruse? Like, what is happening? There, I think there are owners now, and I think the Phillies are kind of doing it too. Where again, they're like. Fuck it. We're going to spend. Who cares about 2033 or 2035? You know, because that's what everyone is saying. Like that Trey Turner contract when, you know, in 11 years or that this contract and this. It's like, dude, if you can win two or three World Series, who the who cares? I don't like the whole Rams thing that came up today, too, where you had the tweets about the the trade. The Rams don't care. No, fuck them. They won the Super Bowl and they needed and they and. Not to sidetrack this. They needed to, they were market share grabbing the city against another team. They mm-hmm. had to go for it. Like you have to go and win because you have to build generations of fans. It didn't make any sense for them to build through the draft for a decade and mm-hmm. make smart. Like they needed, they had a roster. They needed to go for it. They had Aaron Donald. They have Sean McVay. Like it's different for the baseball stuff. But I, I, I meant to, I was going to bring that up at some point through the NFL and I just forgot. Like, no one should criticize the Rams trade. Yeah, they may suck mm-hmm. for like three years, but they won the Super, won Bowl. Super Bowl. Everyone's memory in Los Angeles is them winning the Super Bowl. And as long as they keep trying to win and don't do dumb stuff, no one's going to be upset with them. They bought themselves equity. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, baseball. Baseball, baseball, baseball. Well, no, again, I mean, I mean, you, you were on it with that. But yeah, I mean, San Diego is just throwing out insane money, and I don't really know where they're getting it from. But again, I, I mean, I love it. It would have been great if they would have got judged or, you know, they really want to turn. I mean, the MLB Players Association is probably not thrilled. You know, the union's probably not thrilled that the report came out that Turner turned down forty million more dollars from the Padres to go to Philly. But uh, I don't. Yeah, again, I don't know where they're getting that money from. But I, I'm. I love the idea of the Padres being like, "Fuck it, again, we're gonna go all in. We're gonna pay everybody a billion dollars, and we're gonna try and win a World Series." Because again. In the long run, who cares? Who cares about in 11 years what what a contract looks like? If they can win two or three World Series, that's the goal. That's what you play for. So, Hot stove. If you're a Nationals fan, you've got to be just – that's going to be – Again, they won a World Series. No, no, no. I get that, but I'm saying – Oh, it sucks that. But to have Turner and Harper come in your stadium 12 times a year or whatever. And Scherzer. And Scherzer. You know, I mean – that's going to that, be, I mean, that is going to be a, such a scene at Nats Park. That's the tough part. But again, I mean, they, they won. It does suck that, 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 cause again, they, they were probably in the, the mindset of like, oh, we're going to have these guys for the next 10 years. Like we're going to have Juan Soto playing with Trey Turner and, and Bryce Harper, you know, for a long, long time. And then it's like, oh, you blink and it's gone. So, Crazy. I mean, I, I don't feel bad for any Nats fan because, again, they won the World Oh, no, you don't feel bad for them, but I'm saying that, I mean, that those are going to be brutal games to go watch. Right? Oh, Just yeah, all these yeah. guys. But you love, because you still love the players. I mean, you love winning the title, but you want guys on your team that, that you have for a while and you take ownership of. And Yeah, it, it's wild that, that, that they had Trey Turner during his prime, and then they're going to get him for another 11 years coming down to their building, having to play against them, like, while technically still being in his prime, like, 
it's interesting you talk about taking back the Orioles. Interesting RDT to say like, should Elias have not said the liftoff quote? I still love the liftoff quote. I think people seem to be reasonable. Like, like Banks said, people thought when he said liftoff, like, guess what? Our payroll is going to be one hundred and seventy million dollars this year. Like, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna throw, we're gonna be in the competition with verlander and judge and it's like no like yeah verlander makes no i mean no sense from i mean if you're gonna go get a starter they should be in the if the, the high end where they should be is the rodan thing like if you wanted to go get him he's 30 you sign him for whatever it is six or seven six years, years five yeah. six seven years you give him a lot of money and you feel like he can fit within whatever window you've established like going out and i mean the mets are going to get verlander to try to win it this year i don't think mm-hmm. anybody from the Orioles are going to make big swings to go win it this year. If they get to the playoffs, then you see what happens and you hope that your window opens early, but you're not going to go get a guy. I mean, the number that Verlander got for two years is absolutely crazy. Like, well, the Orioles are not out of there. The Orioles are not getting Trey Turner for 11 years. Like that's just like not what they needed. I mean, that's an 11 year contract for from Philly, but the, but the Phillies are like, okay, we are putting this into overdrive. Like we're, that's what they're going to try and the Padres, try and win the next. That's what the Padres are trying to do. I mean, they're mm-hmm. going to get judged, so they can try to win the next two or three years, and then they're going to figure it out after that. Yep. Like, yep. so, but I mean, the, the Yankees, the Yankees would have been good if the judges left. The Yankees would have folded. I mean, if they had lost Judge to San Diego for more money, I mean, they, but it sounded like Judge was always coming back. The stuff, everything today was that he was just sort of flirting with those other teams that he was pretty much set on coming back to the Yankees. They're going to name him captain. I'm sure you're going to love that. RDC. Yeah. yeah. They're also, there's also, sorry, going, Brian. They can't, Elias can't go out and force people to sign. Like it takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. And like, there's a lot of years of people with, preconceived notions of what the Orioles are about. Now you've got Scott Boris out there saying things like the birds are out there or whatever. They're feathered up. I, I forget exactly what the quote yeah, is. Birds of prey and they're feathered up. And you see tweets from all kinds of reporters that, you know, they're talking to guys they're in the mix. It's the most you can ask for. Like, yeah, you, some people might want them to go overpay for a guy, but like, even when you go above somebody else's offer, there's no, there's no promise that they're going to take it. We just watched that with Aaron judge in San Diego. So like, I, I, I'm not sure what more people want. I mean, I, I get, they want something and they, you know, but Elias is putting his best foot forward and, um, and there's still plenty of time for something to happen. Yeah. I mean, again, it's them going to the mall and being like, I have to come home with something shiny. I have to like just because it's the winter meetings that people are like, I we need something now because other teams are making a splash and other teams are doing stuff. We need it now. And like, that's not the case. And and sorry, it's like, I mean, you're right. Again, it takes two to tango. Like, say the Orioles had a deal, you know, had an offer for Trey Turner at, at three hundred and thirty million. And he's and he turned that down to go to Philly. It's like, well. What do you what do you want what do you want Elias to do? Like, you know, it's like like you said, you can ask the hottest girl at the school to dance. And if she says no, hey, you ask, man. Like that's that's on her. You know, it, that that is that is her fault. So that's it's, I I'm right there with you. It's also just like just like a rule of thumb across not just baseball, but all sports. Like you don't build a team through free agency. No, like can you think of any team in any sport that's been like really foundationally built through free agency. It's, it's yeah. not really a thing you build. A, through the- I mean, 
supplement. So let the guy supplement. It's always been, and again, we know what what Elias, like what his MO is, was in Houston, was like, I'm going to trade prospects for big league pitching. And that's, I mean, we have no reason to believe, you know, that they're not going to do that now. Like I know the, the, the Brewers have been steadfast in saying like Woodruff is untouchable and Burns is untouchable. That, I mean, you know, there have been connections there. So who who knows? Again, I, I'm just, it's like we said, December 7th, day three of the winter meetings. The team just had its best year in, in five years. And there are people who were like, fuck this, this, oh, this, this offseason stinks. It's like, guys, there, there's, there's three months left of the offseason. Things can happen whenever. Like we just, it, it's been awful and brutal getting on Twitter. And, and it's just, it's, it's a nightmare. But again, they, they may sign, you know, if they go out and they do get a Rodon or they get a Bassett and then, you know, they get another big league um catcher you know a backup catcher and stuff like that like that's you know and then say they you know if they end up signing Adley or signing Gunner to some extension it's like that's that's just as good as I think as a free agent signing so it's it's been rough but hot stove yeah the MLB trade rumor kind of summate rumor summations of all of the sort of Orioles scuttlebutt um probably ruling out like long long term additions so like five to six year deals but could do like two to three which let me throw some names out to you puts like a noah Syndergaard in play a ross stripling in play is it stripling stripling i never know how to say that i think stripling yeah uh michael waka um so you know okay uh then in terms of some first base options brandon belt Dominic Smith, let me tell you what, Joey Gallo's in this list. No, no. <laughs> Joey Gallo struggling. Do not need anything any part of that. So, you know, those I think are the supplemental pieces that Banks you're talking about. Like grab a couple of vets, you know, maybe get a bat or two, throw them in with the young guns, have a good combination of people. So and a lot, I mean, Elias had some interesting quotes too. Like I got to find them, but he talked about, you know, he's like, we've talked with other teams about trading about trades. And he was like, we're not going to, I got to find these exact quote where he was like, we're not going to like mortgage our future this year to like to move, move laterally and just get another guy who doesn't really improve the playoff chances, like another major league player. Um, Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I got to, I should have had these up already. They were, I mean, they were good quotes. Like, uh, blah blah blah. Elias said he can't handicap whether the Orioles will sign another player looking for backup catcher. Damn it, I don't know where these quotes are, but I'm looking. I can't find them. But this is invigorating, right? Yeah, I know. This yeah. is awesome. There's, this is there's also like the notion. Okay, Yankees fans on a very big high this morning when they re-sign Aaron Judge, but that doesn't make their team any better. It just Mm-mm. helps them sustain. It's a big. It's a big headline and it helps them kind of maintain, you know, what they have. But well, it made any credibility with their fan base. I mean, that was a straight fan base credibility situation. If they don't go keep judge, that is a desperate situation at Yankee Stadium coming up this year. I mean, despite the fact that these people just totally have lost sight of the amazing work that my guy Booney has done the last few years with a roster that is just not World Series ready, getting them so close. I can't I mean I can't wait for Yankee Stadium to turn on judge by season four well, or five. That's that I mean that that's the thing is this this was the guy they were booing two months ago. They, two of a month and a half ago. <laughs> they when he, when he was getting swept they were booing him and being you know 
I mean, they were calling him every name under the sun. And then, and then, I mean, and Brian, you're right. Like, again, does this make them a better team than they were last year? No. Like, how does this help their pitching? Like, no, they, he's not going to make, he's not going to repeat the performance this year either. I, I forget like, who it was. Someone tweeted this morning and they said, what do Yankee fans think he's, they, do they think he's going to hit 120 home runs next year? Like he's going to, he's going to decline. Like it's going to happen. It's a natural regression. Like yeah, it and, happens in every sport when there's like a big jump, big, you know, even mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Hey, he, he had a peak year. We're, we're just not going to see 2019 Lamar ever again. Like that's probably just something everybody should accept. And that's the wow. thing that goes across a lot of sports. You can try it. You, you can get, you know, what, 90% of it, you know, again, like look at Mahomes, look but, at Mahomes, like Mahomes this year he had. And it's like, I remember being like, Mahomes is going to throw for 10 less touchdowns next year. And people are going to call him washed. Like, you know, he had 50, 50 touchdown passes or whatever. And they, he's going to throw for 40 and people are like, oh, this dude stinks. Like that. I mean, that's just what's going to happen with the Yankees. And like you said, it doesn't add to their pitching. They've lost pitching. Like they don't, you know, tie on sign with the, with the Cubs. So, yeah. Yeah, you gotta I mean, know a peak year when you see one. Like, credit to credit just, to our buddy, our buddy JJ, who has been on the trade judge train for four years now, like three years. Yeah. He's been like, you gotta trade him, you got to. And I mean, you know what would have been great too, and I would have, and maybe this is what really put it over the edge for the for the Yankees, is you know who who comes to Yankee Stadium for opening day. What team starts the season there? Baltimore, San Francisco Giants. No, <laughs> could you have imagined if Aaron Judge batting leadoff for the Giants walked into that stadium on opening day, what that would have been like? Can I say this? I don't like interleague opening day at Yankee Stadium. That's trash. That's so gimmicky. Like, is that going to be like a Brooklyn Dodgers or a, Bro- uh, uh, a New York Giants thing? No, I think it like they sh- how it like. That's like, what they should, should do. Match up, would... match up the Rockies and the Rays every year or something. <laughs> or or do the NFL thing. Go go Phillies 15, throws. Yeah. Do that. Like wait, whoever's the wait. worst team in just don't set the schedule. Oh, that too. Yeah, you could do the World Series winner or winner or loser, or you could just do the worst team in each league. Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember I think the Nats opened the the year one year in Boston, and it's like, oh, this you is know, gross. The thing is, they release a schedule in like early September because well, they're trying. You know, every was, team's trying to renew season ticket holders. And all that season stuff. Tickets, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, and 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 I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, Baltimore fans know that because of the the Broncos dilemma. That that MLB can, that MLB schedule is set, baby. Well, they set it, and but the yeah, they do, definitely do. And the NFL doesn't have to. They can wait to release their schedule because fucking everyone's hanging on with bated breath to buy their tickets, as opposed to as you said, banks. They have to like get out ahead of like selling tickets. Especially with all those games, set promotions, whatever. But we'll see. I mean, I think the Ravens or the Ravens. I think the Orioles will do a couple of things here, uh, and I still think that the run up to spring training is going to be very exciting. That I, that I, I've said that I think in every show for the last two months. But I'm just very excited for that whole yeah. run up, and hopefully, Madison does some more spring training games because there's a little bit more interest. You hope that the like the train kind of gets on the tracks for the hype of the Orioles. I've I've already got friends who are like booking flights down there for for spring training and getting their tickets. So maybe so. Yeah, I've never done spring training. Me neither. I think that would be very fun, especially like I feel like if there's a year to go, it's this year. Yeah, like, you gotta have a good team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even like that's the thing. Even like if guys on the big league club aren't playing, you're gonna get to see a lot of these you know guys right on the cusp that are gonna get reps down there. So that it will be a fun spring training to kind of be around for. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun next couple months. I think like like we've talked about and try the stove and, is try and get some of those guys on. Yeah, for sure. Stove yeah. is 
Stove is heated up. Oh, yeah, it was, the stove is uh, as hot as Banks is fever right now. The I mean, the best part of the hot stove was is is John Heyman's tweets. It's arson. It's arson judge. <laughs> it's arson judge. It's Coke Hamels today. Like he's, the, he's the I hope he's fire. doing I hope he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> I mean, there's no way he can someone tweeted today was like, what do you think his reaction is? Like after he tweets it, like like you know, like Taylor, if you tweet out a tweet from the Maryland account and you have like a typo, you're just like, oh fuck. Like this sucks. Like he's got yeah. I mean, he's gotten roasted for it. And it's just it's fantastic. It, it's made for some very, very great Twitter content the last uh twenty four hours. Yeah. Yeah. You, you you can't get that one wrong. Long live Arson Judge. Arson Judge. Burning down Yankee Stadium. Uh let's move to the starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. You can get twenty percent off. Your Fed Thrill sunglasses using the promo code EXIT52. I will say there hasn't been much use for the old sunnies last couple of days. The weather has been terrible, but I did just um, check the weather and they the forecast said tomorrow we may see the sun peak out. So wow, beautiful, beautiful. Some brutal commutes. Fifty three degrees, so we'll be all right. I mean, it was sixty today. It was it was not horrible from a temperature standpoint. It's just there's no sun. Yeah. Um, starting five draft. Uh. It's, I mean, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Bowl season. Dum, 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 dum. Bowl season just continues to get less and less exciting every year as people just drop out of bowls left and right. Um, the 12-team playoff is going to, I think, totally start to envelop all these bowls. That is going to be electric. Um, your Maryland Terrapins play in the Duke's Mayo Bowl on um, – the December 29th of December uh, 30th, excuse me, the 30th. Yes. 29th was last year. We play on the 30th this year. And um, in Charlotte, if people are interested in going to that, you can go get your tickets at umterps.com. Um, we're doing bowl names, bowl names this week in the draft. There's always some weird sponsors, weird names, weird locations. So we're going to do bowl names. Uh, Banks, you have the first pick. Um, RDT, you have the second pick, and I have the wraparound. So, Banks, you can start us off. Uh, I'm going to take what I think is an easy chalk pick here. I'm going to take the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. It is just a perfect marriage between a name of a bowl and a sponsor. Um, I also feel like the Tostitos Fiesta Bowls were, when that was the sponsor of those bowls, those bowls were fire. Every year. The, oh, just um, to say, this is historic. So this is not current bowl names. This is this is in. I think it could be oh, for sure. No, yeah. but I'm saying it could be any. But I'm saying Tostitos no longer sponsors the Fiesta oh, Bowl. Oh yeah, so yeah, I just yeah, wanna, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes, That's correct. Yes. Which is honestly one of the bigger tragedies. It's a travesty. It's yeah, a travesty. It's tragedy, mm-hmm. travesty, whatever you want to call it. It's criminal. It's criminal. Um. So I just got to take it. The um. Let's see. The Boise State Oklahoma game that was a Fiesta Bowl. The, uh, I guess that was a the Rose UConn, Bowl. the UConn game, UConn Oklahoma. I think that never happened. Um, that was the yeah, the yeah, that was the Randy took his his plane uh, home to Maryland. I want to say the Ohio right State, to College Park, the Ohio State Miami game that went to overtime. I think that was a Fiesta Bowl as well. Uh, I remember that Tostitos variety. Yeah, I yeah, I think it was. Yeah, whatever. I mean, anytime that that logo was on the field, 
that was that 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 game was delivered. Yeah, it's like just, in the in a big way. I just wanted to make sure this got its shine because it was just like I said, perfect sponsor for the perfect bowl name, perfect location. There it is. Always a good one. You like when the sponsor makes sense. We are going in in completely different directions here because I have just a laundry list of 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 just bowls that make me laugh. So I'm going the Bad Boys Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now nah, you have to. Just that's just a very fun name to say. The Bad Boys Mowers. That it's, like every word and it of being in Tampa is perfect. Awesome. I believe um, Bad Boy Mowers has moved to the Pinstripe Bowl this year, I, which oh, was the yes. new, the new era, was the new, which was new era last year when the turf's ran it. That fit. No sense. That fit. New era Pinstripe Bowl was perfect. It was perfect. Bad Boy Mowers in a New York area that has no grass seems <laughs> to not make any sense to me, but <laughs> make of that what you will. Make of that what you will. Yeah, with the new era stuff we got last year was great. The new era people were fantastic. So they, they no longer sponsor a bowl. But now Bad Boy Mowers sponsors the Pinstripe Bowl. But they originally sponsored the Gasparilla. I don't know if they're still sponsoring the Gasparilla. I don't even know what the Gasparilla Bowl mean. Like, what does that mean? I'm about to find out. The Gasparilla Bowl is now just the Gasparilla Bowl. But what is a Gasparilla? Is that a place? Is it a thing? <laughs> I, I, it's now sponsored by Union Home Mortgage. This is so batshit crazy. Uh, I'm also gonna start out with a with a with the sponsor. I'm going with the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. I mean, <laughs> I mean that is just so ridiculous. Tony the Tiger sponsoring a bowl, sponsoring the Sun Bowl. Um, the Sun Bowl was always like a weird one. It was always like on CBS, but it never made any sense that it was on CBS. Um, but I just love there was just there was just Tony the Tiger commercials the entire time. So I love me some Tony the T. Um, so I'm taking his bowl. Um, and then, oh, I'm trying to find the exact name. Hold tight. I'm taking the famous Idaho potato bowl. I think that works so perfectly. That's- I'm going to take a combination of bad ones and good ones. I think that is just the famous Idaho potatoes. You know the bowl is going to be in Boise. It's just, You're on the blue turf with the potatoes. Maryland, um, Nevada? Yeah, but it was called the Humanitarian Bowl, maybe mm-hmm. at that point. I, I believe. So. Not to give away a pick. I don't think anybody will be taking that. No. Um, so I'm taking Famous Idaho Potato. Good pick. Good pick. RDT. I am taking the Boca Raton Wet the Beak Ponzi Scheme Awareness Bowl presented by mm. Pardon My Take, presented by Barstool Sports. <laughs> I'm not writing that down. <laughs> That's, I mean, it was, who was it? Western Kentucky and Memphis. I think that was Trevor Simeon and, oh, who's the quarterback for Western Kentucky? No, no, not Simeon. Was it Simeon and Memphis? Did Maybe Trevor Simeon play in the Big Ten? Big no. Up. Who was that? I thought it was, I don't know. Um, but again, it's the, it's the game that Barstool and part of my take sponsored. Um, Trevor Simeon played for Northwestern. Did he really? Who the hell am I thinking? Who is at Memphis? I don't know. Uh, was the guy that got drafted in the second round by the Broncos, right? Denver. Yeah, that's what. Who is that guy? Um, I'm looking it up. Paxton Lynch. That's who it is. Yes, Paxton Lynch. They're the same person to me. Absolute same person. Um, just a very funny bowl name. And again, it's just like that. That's kind of just like 
a microcosm of the bowls, like the names now where it's just like, I don't know what the half, what the hell half this stuff is saying. Like, that's just, it's just a perfect bowl name. So Boca Raton, wet the beak, Ponzi scheme awareness. I don't even remember why it was a Ponzi scheme awareness, but presented by part of my take presented by Barstool Sports. <laughs> I don't even know the logo that they made is just a bunch of hands holding cash and then a, and then a, a, a like a, a line to the Western Kentucky mascot saying not affiliated with Western Kentucky. And then I think it's Bernie Madoff with a big X over his face. So that's the Ponzi scheme awareness part. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thanks. I am going to take the beef O'Brady's bowl. Yeah. It's a classic bowl in St. Petersburg, which I think is the Tampa area. Gentlemen, I don't know if you've ever been to a beef O'Brady's. No. Are you familiar with beef O'Brady's? No. Couldn't have less of an idea what it is. This is somewhat of a predecessor of the, the Buffalo wild wings scene, but it's very Florida. It's, Maybe exclusively Florida. I have been to a Beefo Brady's. I went to a Beefo Brady's in 2008 to watch a Ravens-Cowboys game as the Ravens closed down Cowboys Stadium with big runs by Willis McGahee and Leron McClain, who was at the tailgate, uh, both of them, on uh, yes. on Sunday. Um, so that's a little personal to me. I love Beefo Brady's just because <laughs> that was one of the funner regular season Ravens games I can remember. When I hear Beefo Brady, I think of like goulash. I don't know why. Like I think of like ground beef and like spaghetti. That's all I think about with Beefo Brady. Don't know why. Is it like a sports it's, bar? Yeah, it's like it's like loonies, I guess, but it's what? more like cliche. It's just a sports bar. Hmm. It's like the the, the O'Brady is just like a shitty Irish punny type nonsense oh uh, yeah okay and i would have never thought that yeah know. now you know a little more about beef or brady's now i do there we go now yeah the more you know i'm gonna follow this up with the uh i, I gotta take the duke's mail bowl at this point mm-hmm. it's been on the bowl on the board for for a while here it's pertinent to us here um, they've done a remarkable job marketing it over the years. The the mayo dump has become a little bit of a tradition now at this point, which is all you can ask for if you're if you're Dukes. Um, I don't care for mayo personally. I think it's oh, disgusting. I love, oh, I love, love. I also love mayo. Oh. I've heard the Dukes. I've heard the Dukes absolutely slaps and destroys Hellman's. I've always wow, had Hellman's, really? so I'm interested to try Dukes. Um, in the coming weeks as you're, we head to the bowl. I'm hoping we get like a Duke's gift pack. We go to the bowl. You'll be, be going. Great. You'll be going to that, right? I will be there. We leave on you'll the You'll be getting that mayo straight from the teat. Yeah, I cannot wait. I really wait, so, can't. So, Brian, you don't put like mayonnaise and ketchup together on like your Chick-fil-A sandwiches? What the fuck are you talking about, man? You don't mix that together and put it on your Chick-fil-A sandwiches? Wait, what? You don't put mayonnaise and ketchup together? No. Oh, that's not on my chi- Not on my Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A specifically? Yeah, I go. I mean, I do it on Chick Fil A. I do it on burgers. Yeah. Okay, burgers, fine. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but it was. So I mean, I don't on Chick-fil-A. burgers, but that's there's also six hundred sauces you can get from Chick Fil A. It's like cool. a deleted scene from Step Brothers. No, yeah. <laughs> well, fancy. Well, that's, sauce. What, that's what it is. It's fancy sauce. Yeah, that's what it is. But 
I mean, I I put that. I mean, that's when, when so you it, get your Chick Fil A, you're taking it home and you're doing that. Yeah. Do you know when the last time I ate a Chick Fil A was? No, not eating a Chick Fil A. Not eating like in the car or something. No, I'm not eating out. in the car because I'm drinking my milkshake in the car. But what? I, but it seems as though you're sitting here and acting like that's a normal thing, though. Like, wait, what? you don't? Yeah, but that we don't you do that. Don't put ketchup. I just eat the. I just eat the. I just eat the honey mustard that they give me. I was just gonna say uh, with without even mentioning or like considering the just the bevy of delicious yeah. sauces. Well, well, no, so has you can get like seven different sauces. No, from I get those sauces. Most of them are sensational. I get the sauces for my fries and like nuggets. I don't do I don't do like the I don't do my Chick Fil A sauce like on my sandwich. Wow, it's fascinating. Well, I don't think that's you're that like waiting till you get, and you're like sitting there and you're like getting out your mayo, you're getting your ketchup, you're like mixing them up and putting them on your Chick Fil A. When you just have like honey mustard or Chick Fil A sauce or Polynesian or buffalo or like yeah. all I, those I get Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A ranch and buffalo, and then I ask for mayonnaise and ketchup. And I put the mayonnaise and ketchup on the on the burger on this. You on asked the for five different things at Chick Fil A. You're lucky <laughs> well, these people are so nice. Listen, when you're getting a, it, I'm buying for three every time I go. It's not just for me. We're getting the wife and we're getting the little one. So, family man. That's what I'm saying. I, I can't eat in the car. You think I could eat in the car while while Joe's sitting in the back hankering for her nuggets? She gets nuggets, huh? Yeah, she. Yeah, of course. It's a nugget girl. Go through the whole order. She gets the nuggets, fries. I will go spicy chicken sandwich, extra pickle. You're go whoa. <laughs> okay. You're going ketchup and mayonnaise on the spicy chicken? Yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I've heard enough. All right. All right, we're done. Mayonnaise I just don't say how does that no that's way. unbelievable. <laughs> that is not unbelievable. So, what is, what yes, is this it is a very normal thing. I thought for sure, that was on the regular sandwich. I thought there was not a shot you were getting spicy chicken. Why is, is he, that like a Is he gaslighting thing? us? It's not like I'm putting mayonnaise in my Chipotle. Like, I kind of wouldn't put it past you at this point. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right. It's it's fantastic. It's it's mayonnaise. Great, great condiment. Good pick. I like mayonnaise. RDT, your pick. It's ranch or bust on a spicy. Forget it. So I'm setting up a poll. Um, oh, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm gonna. I'm going to go with. Here's the uh, thing: you're gonna have all your like a more traditional that all vote for you. Yeah, so all more your, traditional your snake um, snake tank people that are gonna yeah. more traditional bowl, <laughs> and I am going with the Gator Bowl. I have many many good memories of the Gator Bowl. Um, well, it was an had, amazing turf memory. I know, and we had one of. I mean, the Gator Bowl legend on Steve Suter to talk about. You know that game and. You know the matchup with West Virginia. Um, a lot, a lot of you good guys will love this. By the way, we've had Steve Suter on this show. I've had him on here, the turtle. He's now traveling with, um, he's traveling with Maryland Radio. So he travels with our PR people. So he goes out with them. Um, so Ben and Dustin. And he said that Ben apparently was like talking to him about me and was like, "Oh, you like went on the podcast with him or whatever." And apparently, Suter was like, "Wait, who, who?" And 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 Ben was like, no, it's it's Taylor, it's Taylor, and he just went. Apparently, was like the guy with the glasses. I'm the guy with the glasses, baby. Yeah, I'm the guy with the glasses. We'll take it. Go ahead. Sorry, thought that was a very thought that was fine. I, I mean, that's that, surprising at all. I love I love everything about that. I love everything about. We'll that. have to get him on, and we could just ask him the exact yeah, same question yeah, if he has any <laughs> idea who I am. We'd be like, oh yeah, and then you you know Matt Swope, and he'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, funny. 
No, but again, like the Gator Bowl was just class. And I think it was Toyota Gator Bowl. I think it, it may probably still is. Um, that was always just a fun bowl down to Jacksonville. And again, when Maryland, I think Maryland only played in it once, I believe. But again, it was yep. a West Virginia game that was very, very fun. And I watched that at the Champs in Columbia Mall. And uh, Captain Defense was there. Um, the Terps or the, the Ravens guy. This is, and that's his yeah. name, right? Yeah. Yep. He was there for like decked out and all his uh, Terp stuff. So, um, yeah, very fun. Good game. Uh, always just a classic logo, too. So a lot of good memories of the Gator Bowl. Um, I have two here. Um, I don't even know if I like I just I'm sort of taking this because of what was around it. I, I like the Outback Bowl. I was always a fan of the shenanigans with the with the Outback Bowl mascots. I think that stuff always played. I thought it was always funny. The Bloomin' Onion freaking peacocking around was was ridiculous. Also, Outback is a good name for a bowl. Like it's just a good company name that kind of fits. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really bad company names that don't fit. And I always like how it was just, oh, the Outback. We're going the Outback Bowl. Always was good. It's just so a I'm good bowl the- too. Yeah. Isn't it, yeah. it it's like always the first one on, on New Year's Day, right? Isn't it always like a noon kickoff on New Year's Day? It's usually a Big Ten versus SEC too, which yeah, makes it I mean, pretty good. Yeah, it's all yeah because it's always like number two SEC versus number two. It's all like I mean we've had great matchups there. It's always great uniform matchups, awesome uniform matchups. The, yeah. the clowny play, like there's been a lot of good memories, a lot of good yeah. things that have come from that. The uh, the pitting of the free blooming onion versus free cheese fry promotion is also fantastic. Um, I don't know if there's a better sit down casual chain cheese fry than the the outback bacon cheese outback fry with in a long time i was they, it's been their ranch years. is elite we should go to an outback what's the closest outback there's one in I canton got, i got one oh that's right that's right maybe we can go to ret so we always make him go to us but we can go to his neck of the woods and go to the outback over there I'm sure there's I'm sure it's a scene at the Glenburn or Pasadena Glenburn. <laughs> Probably a lot of like nice date night people if you know. Oh, here we go. No, I'm just saying I'm not I'm not shitting on on uh, Dundalk. It's, it's oh, I thought you were shitting on your people over there. I am. Good it's bread. The, the dirty bread. Cheese fries. No, I, I do. I do remember the, the, the bread being the awesome. Food is good. The food is good. Being awesome. Their mac and cheese is elite. Master Mac. I used to get a double order on the kids menu. <laughs> I'm going to then take, this is very specific, but this is what I knew this bowl jumped the shark. I'm taking the Rose bowl game presented by PlayStation two. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically remember when that happened. Cause everyone was like, Oh, the granddaddy of them all is sold out to corporate America. And it's like, you yeah, know, shit. So is everybody. And I was like, Oh, cool. PlayStation. I play video games. <laughs> Do they still have a sponsor? Yeah, it's um, they do kind of keep it in the background. They keep it in the back. It's uh, oh gosh, oh no, they don't have one this year. It had been here's here's their last few: Capital One, Northwestern Mutual, Vizio, City, PlayStation, and Sony, AT and T. They really don't have one this year. That's surprising. That's prime real estate. Remember Vizio? God, Vizio did a lot of sports sponsorship for a while. They did. Kanaka Minolta did the Gator Bowl for a bit, too. Kanaka Minolta. 
Wow. Um. So yeah, PlayStation Two. RE Two. Um. Ba-ba-bum. Uh, I have two more, right? You do. Uh, I'm gonna go the Bitcoin St. Petersburg Bowl in 2014. It's just, just a funny thing, and it's also funny to think like back in 2014, which is not that long ago, but it seems like forever ago. Like that they had Related a Bitcoin, to Bitcoin Bowl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that. That seemed. I mean, that was super early on the train. It had to be. You, right? get, you guys see the Taylor Swift FTX thing today? I did. I did not. Fucking legend. Just that was just the dunking. best. That was just the best. They offered a hundred million dollars to sponsor a tour, and she said no. Good. Now they're in total scandal. That would have been something if she was involved with the Ticketmaster uh, and that. I, oh man, I would have never heard the end of that. God, the songs that she would write about those. But <laughs> yeah, just the the Bitcoin bowl just cracks me up. It's just funny, you know. Huh? Thanks. I'm taking the super colossal cereal bowl. It is the absolute pinnacle of football of the backyard variety. Um, Sonny, no, that's not Sonny Dan Vinny the Gooch. They replaced one of the guys. Now, this is just me being a noodle brain. I don't know. Backyard football is an awesome game, and that's the championship game. Um, winner goes to Wally World or whatever, gets a newspaper and the pizza party, big time bowl. Good pick. That's a solid pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah. Thank you. Super colossal. Super colossal cereal bowl. Final pick. Yeah. Minute. Mm. Minute. R.I.P. Manu Bowl. Oh. Yeah. Over his head. That's it. Yeah. That's how hey. you mail in a draft, folks. <laughs> that picture of him and uh, Muggsy Bogues next to each other? Pretty funny. All time. Pretty funny. RT. RT. Um, I'm going to go with just with another name that I really like saying. The Cherry Bundy Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. <laughs> so, <laughs> doubling up on the Boca Raton Bowls here. The cherry cherry bundy tart cherry boca Raton bowl. <laughs> that is funny. I didn't think that was gonna be funny as you started saying it. And cherry bundy being a boy. I mean, it's just a fun word. It's so I'm gonna when we're done here, I'm gonna go through all the bowl. I pulled it up. I'm gonna go through the entire bowl season. It won't take me very long. The the names are so ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, I'll finish it off easy when I'm taking the bubble bowl. Iconic performance at the bubble bowl. Um, so I'm taking the bubble bowl. Pretty That's true. Pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. Uh, Banks takes the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Um, the part, uh, not part, I think the Beefo Brady's Bowl, which is a good under the air pick. I forgot about that. The Duke's Mayo Bowl, uh, the Super Colossal Cereal Bowl, and Minute Bowl. Um, I took the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, the Outback Bowl, the Rose Bowl presented by PlayStation 2, and the Bubble Bowl. And RDT takes the Bad Boy Motors Gas Bro Bowl. What's the part of my take bowl called? Shit, you're gonna make me find this again. Hold on. No, I'm not. You Hold don't. Oh, you can say it after. I'm gonna go through the rest of your picks. Uh, the Gator Bowl, the Bitcoin St. Petersburg Bowl, and the Cherubundi Bowl, which I for some reason continue to laugh at. All right, what my take bowl is? 
It is the Boca Raton Wet the Beak Ponzi Scheme Awareness Bowl presented by Pardon My Take, presented by Barstool Sports. There you have it. But I don't know if it's a better name than the Cherry Bundy Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. Um, okay, this year's bowls. The home lenders, the hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl, the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, the Cricket Celebration Bowl, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented oh. by Stipple. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> the Lending Tree Bowl, the New Mexico Bowl, the Frisco Bowl, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. That's very on the nose. The Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, the Union Home Mortgage Vasparilla Bowl, the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, Hawaii Bowl, the Quick Lane Bowl, not where you ever want to be if you're a Big Ten team. The sorry to the Quick Lane Bowl. The uh Camellia Bowl, the Sir Pro First Responder Bowl. The Tickets Martyr Birmingham Bowl. Tickets Smarter? Tickets Martyr? Tickets Smarter. I'm an idiot. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl. The Military Bowl presented by Paraton. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl. That's been around for a while. AutoZone's mm -hmm. been hot on the Liberty Bowl yeah. for years. They the got that San unlocked. Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. The Tax Act Texas Bowl. The Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. This I thought would be taken. The Cheez-It Bowl, who are doing a variety of weird activations. Mm -hmm. The Valero Alamo Bowl. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. The Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. The Capital One Orange Bowl. Also, has Capital One and the Orange Bowl have been associated mm -hmm. for a while. The Transperfect Music City Bowl, the All-State Sugar Bowl, also a very long-winded yep. long one. Wow. The Verbo Fiesta Bowl, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, also been around for a long time. The ReliQuest Bowl, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, two bowls for Cheez-Its, a double Ooh, dip with the wow. Cheez-Its. You, you rarely see that. The Rose Bowl game, then the College Football Playoff National Championship presented by AT&T. A lot of free ads there, but that is your bowl games. Um, Nick Cantor Medley, Maryland person of the week, RDT. Whoa, whoa, I got honorable mentions. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I thought we were tapped out there. I got the Poulon Weed Eaters Independence Bowl from 91 sure. to 97 in Shreveport, the San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl. I feel like that's always a classic one. Um, they used to have a cigar bowl. The Visit Florida Tangerine Bowl in, in, in Orlando back in 2001. There was a Blockbuster Bowl. And then in 1947 to 1955 in Phoenix, they had the Salad Bowl. Naturally. Yeah. When I think Phoenix, I think <clears throat> Salad. The Pacific Life Holiday Bowl, like, that's had a lot, of press, a lot of prestige to that. There's something yeah. classy about that. And that's when you play NCAA football. And you get to like recreate moments or whatever. That was like a feature mm -hmm. that they used to do. That was, I felt like half the games were at the the Pacific Life Holiday Bowl. That was a big time bowl back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I also uh, want to give a shout out to just specifically the 2018 Cheese It Bowl, one of the greatest football games I've ever watched. If you don't know anything about it, go Google it. Um, a combined nine interceptions between the two teams. Um, ultimately resulting in a 10 to 7 overtime win by TCU over Cal. Uh, Valero has been on the Alamo Bowl for at least 
a decade and a half, I would say. Yeah, that's a good run easy. for them. Yeah, easy. Chick-fil-A is the longest standing partnership. 26 years is has it been the Chick-fil-A peach bowl. Oh. Maryland, they dropped smoked the peach Tennessee. at some point, though, didn't they? They dropped the peach and made it the Chick-fil-A bowl and brought it back. Yep. So the peach is back. It is the Chick-fil-A peach bowl. Yes. Yes. That's, they, that's good. It should stay the peach bowl. As is tradition. I remember I yeah. went to a, I went to a Wizards game on uh, New Year's Eve and they beat the Spurs and I was upset because I was at the game and I couldn't watch Maryland trounce Tennessee. I think it was EJ yeah, Henderson's last game. From yeah. 06 to 13, it was the Chick-fil-A bowl. And then they brought the peach back. Good. Bring it back. The Bulls sold out 17 straight years, the second longest streak behind the Rose Bowl. Wasn't that the was the pe- was the the Peach Bowl? That was where Miami got in that big fight, I think, with LSU. The Peach Bowl's great because Atlanta's a great place to go. It's it's just got great tradition. That's a very good bowl game. Yeah. And again, always love. good teams. There's there's like always good teams in it. Yep. Yep. Last year, Michigan State beat Pittsburgh. 31-21 in a very good game. Like I said, always good games and matchups. Yep. Nick Cannon, Medley, Maryland, Person of the Week, RDT. Uh, I'm going friends of the program. Trey and Sarah get married this weekend. So congrats to them. Wow, congrats to them. Yeah. That little destination Sto- wedding, I think, in the Bahamas. Stove, stove is hot. Hot stove, baby. I, I, I was talking to Sarah the other day, and I was like, what a, you know, what a way to end the year. A combined three rings. Not too bad. I I don't think their year went uh went too bad at all. So yeah, congrats to them. Thanks. Uh, other than me, you have been known to give this to yourself. <laughs> uh, Tyler Huntley, big drive, big time play, win a football game one time. I mean, can you imagine the negativity on Twitter if we had not pulled that one out? And how much we'd be talking about James Prochet throwing. <laughs> one of the worst passes in NFL history. Yeah. That's what, I James mean, Prochet. that's the way people are painting it. It was, I mean, bad play. Just bad decision. It's a horrible yeah, decision. Bad decision. Don't throw the ball. Yeah. Harbaugh's quotes on it were bad. pretty, were pretty funny too. Cause he was kind of like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have called it, but it was, I get what he was going for, but it wasn't the time and we could have called something else. And it was like, he was, it was like a, a, a just kind of shitting on it in like a compliment sandwich kind of where you'd like say something bad, but then he'd be like, Oh, I can see why he called it, but definitely not at that time. And he kept like going back and forth. Um, I will go with uh our two friends. Two friends. Great performance at the uh the tailgoat on Sunday. Um Jimmy Seafood put on a nice event there. And uh two friends were fantastic, did a great job, seemed to enjoy their time in Baltimore. They I believe they went to the game and Went to Jimmy's and had a weekend there. So good for those guys. And they they did a great job. So it seemed like everyone that was there was enjoying it. Um, me and Banks had the, the pleasure of going. Hopefully they come back already to see so you get to go. Um, it was a great time. Great time. So shout out to them. Really, really fantastic stuff. It was a great time. We missed you, RDT. Would have been fun. Again, I, I when I was looking at my Instagram, everyone's stories were two friends. Like everybody. I yeah. got multiple texts the next day being like, my body is in shambles, like from yesterday. Just I've always wanted like, to see two friends under a bridge. Yeah, the confetti, by the way, is, is still is still hanging from the underpass. I That's the cool. Underpass. I, I saw yeah. that in the video. That was cool. That yeah, cool. I was, I drive past that every day. The so. picture, the pictures and videos from it again look 
looked so sick. It was very fun. So cool. Um, yeah, but the two, the back-to-back days where you had the ability to drink before 10 a.m. with the USA soccer game, and that was, it was, it was a hard Monday for me. <laughs> I can't like, help but think that that's contributed to my current status. Probably. It was probably. a long, and, and the, and the Terps game was late on Friday. It was just a lot of and last night. I know. Yeah. I yeah, slept last night. 9 p.m. for UCLA next Wednesday, can, too. Can we talk about it? What was the what was up with the rims? <clears throat> I don't have any insight there, but it was interesting. They they, yeah. they clearly had mic'd them very high. I mean, oh my god. I felt like I could I could feel it in like my molars every time it, it was like there's a couple the games a year where a, a production crew just over mics the rims. God, and you, you get things miserable. like that. That was miserable because it's not like it was a situation where the rims were were hopping off because you're like at a neutral site with nobody there. I mean, the place was packed and mm-hmm. they had great fans there. Yeah. So apparently a lot of Maryland, Maryland fans too. Bango breaking the rim and uh, the Bucks mascot broke the rim at halftime. So heard about that. What can you say? I will give an honorable mention to Maryland basketball for Friday's performance against <gasps> Illinois. Awesome. Absolutely electric atmosphere at Xfinity Center. The gold rush is special. It's just special. It's very, very cool. We'll it's do like, like a, a nutri- little, little mini segment here on Maryland. Yeah, like sure. a lot of people. Okay, maybe not a lot of people. There were some people bummed out by the loss last night. You lose conference games on the road to good programs. That's a good program over there, Wisconsin. And then you look at these next two games, and they're big opportunities for the Terps. But if they go out and lose those two, um, I mean, would you have taken eight and three? After that stretch, I'm and, just talking and ranked, in, and ranked in 13 here. Like if they go out, and I, lose I, I think so. Games are people going to be upset? I, I think, think it depends are, on how they're playing. I think they will be, but they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be correct. That I'm trying to get out in front of that. I'm trying yeah, to say, okay, like, hey, like, like la- losing are... last night, like takes a little wind out of the sails, but like they weren't going to run the table. Like it is going to lose conference games. It is so, and this is not a, this is not like a, a, um, an excuse that is a incredibly hard place for everybody to win because, because they do the exact same thing. Every time Wisconsin, Wisconsin shortens the game. They don't turn the ball over. Um, Shout out to my shout out to our, uh, one of our basketball staff members, Chris Robinson. We were texting that. He's just like, Wisconsin is just, they're just, hard to beat like they are just super and you know we obviously you know they they had their chances last night but that is just a hard team to go in there and beat and they've they the the stat was amazing the last whatever was 10 eight no teams that had gone in there had all lost or 10 out of the last 11 or something crazy yeah that's a hard play Hummel Robbie Hummel even said it he was like we came in here at 14 0 once and just got absolutely pounded like he just there was just like nothing we could do yeah um so if you have a basketball, college basketball, like Andy knows, but Ken Palm is the like most popular ratings metric. Tennessee is two, UCLA is seven. That's Maryland's next two. I mean, yeah, Illinois, yeah. Illinois is twelve. So and they, and they just gonna, they'll probably jump. Was that after their win last? That was night? after Texas. They just beat Texas last night. So and Texas is good. That that was uh, another thing. It's like that Illinois win already looks even better. Yeah, but you. But I'm trying to temper expectations. Like you should hope mm. that we just win one of the next two games. Yeah. And if they don't, a lot of season left, and like 
one and one in conference play with two of the better teams already off the slate with all kinds of runway for a team that's still gelling and hasn't been together for all that long. And is, you know, it's got all kinds of upside. So, and really has had some guys not like, like they're still waiting for Don Carey to find the three point shot a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a career 40% shooter and just, you know, just hasn't found it early in the season. He'll get, he'll get that together. Um, Jameer Young is, is a better three point shooter than shown. He's even obviously hit some huge shots. The shot he hit against Illinois was in, was a firm injected into my veins. I'm going to be a Maryland point guard type of shot. I mean, he's a stud, but they're still, I mean, they haven't even necessarily hit their potential, I think, as a team that can shoot it. Um, and, you know, it's just tough when, when, if, if you're, they're going to have Dante Scott, you know, when, you know, Dante's been amazing. He struggled a little bit and he's your guy that can kind of make his own shot. And when he struggles and, you're gonna, you're gonna, as you said, Banks. No one goes undefeated in the Big Ten. Does not happen. So, that team went 15 and five last year in conference. Yeah, they're hard to beat at home. They yeah. are hard to beat at home. Uh, this will be a fun stretch, though. I mean, Sunday 4:30 um, against Tennessee, who's who's good every year now with Rick Barnes, and then kind of chokes in the postseason as Rick Barnes teams do. And then UCLA, Mick Cronin, Mick Cronin Kevin Willard's like a. Very like two blue collar guys, two blue mm-hmm. collar bald guys facing off. Um, and what hopefully I think will be another good atmosphere at Xfinity Center. Um, I cannot believe um Jaime Hawkes is still in college. He's in he's still playing for UCLA, but um two good games coming up. And then as you said, they have sort of a easier stretch in the world. They got Michigan and Ohio State over the over the winter break. So um Hunter Dickinson. In a full Xfinity Center will be an interesting Jesus experience. Christ. I'm sure he'll have uh, some fun, more fun guy, things to say about Turgeon or something. You know, that guy is. Oh my god, Yampes. Um, yeah, good stuff from the Terps. Deserved, deserved, deserved full three endorsed honorable mention for the Terps. Maryland basketball. When Maryland basketball is good, I just like I said a couple weeks ago. When Maryland basketball is good. I think it's like a fun thing for the area. I think people like really get behind it. Um, so hopefully people can hopefully people come out. Like that was a great environment on Friday. Like a very very fun. I had two. We have two members of our staff who were sitting next to me who for the game who like just got here and so they hadn't experienced Maryland basketball season and we had some games earlier where there hadn't been as many people on that were doing the introductions and the students were like all standing and they were like. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I mean, this is what Maryland basketball is right here. Like this environment with the way the kids are. I mean, there was, I remember just looking to my right at the student section and there was one kid just beer up in his left hand, standing up on the seat in front of him, just like pointing at the ref. It was, I was just like, we are back. We are absolutely back. Um, great stuff. And as you know, SVP there, Francis Tiafo in attendance. Mm-hmm. So it was fun. Um, dead or alive. You have the list. I do have the list. Uh, by the way, speaking of that, I've already repeated Christy Alley, who I think would have been actually a good person for this. <laughs> but passed I'll away. Mark that week. down for an episode in 2025. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I couldn't believe she's 71. Yeah. That's a name that I wasn't like, I wasn't sure what she was famous for, but that's just a name that you grew up and know what's a name and you have seen her face and, but when I had they, no idea when, she was when they said she was famous from Cheers and something else. I was like, oh, I'm like with you. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, she wasn't Cheers, but like I didn't watch it. But I was like, what movie was she in? I don't like I gun to my head. I don't think I can name one movie. Chrissy Alley was in. Fucking cool. Oh, we lost We lost the mic. We lost the mic for a second. Oh. 
speak yeah. am i back yeah there yeah. we go yeah uh sharon stone is like another name in that era where i'm like i have no idea what sharon stone's famous uh, for couldn't uh bad intent what was that movie the cruel Julio. intentions or something i've heard cruel of that intentions. movie yeah i, I think. don't know but i know that she's like okay that's a person that's a big deal for people 10 years older than me yeah <clears throat> anyways uh dead or alive uh bob dole just died believe just died okay died late in 2021 yeah yeah, yeah, that's 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 the old classic. That's a good one. Bob Dole's a good one, though. Bob Dole was Bob Dole was in his nineties, I believe. Yeah, he was he was up there. Did Elizabeth Dole just pass away? Is that the Dole that? I think Elizabeth Dole passed away in the last like three months. Couldn't tell you. No, she's that she's is. still alive. Wow! All right. Well, wow! Jinx. You're pulling better dead or alive than I am. Yikes! <laughs> yes. I'm dead or alive myself. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Bobby D. Ran for president in 96. Got beat by Clinton in the second, in the second term. Didn't really nope. ever get close to beating him. Nope. One of the more nondescript opposition campaigns, I think, in recent memory. Presidential right. election, by the way, very you much were... staring, staring us in the face here as we head into 2023. You that is going to start Four years up. old for that campaign. Yeah, yeah, he's talking about <laughs> it like... No, 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 but I'm saying... No, 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 but I'm saying like... <laughs> No one t- like I feel like people talk about like other, you know, losers of presidential campaigns way more. I don't feel like you ever hear about Bobby D. No, you don't. Which is why I kind of like he just didn't have any notable moments. Like, if, like like Mike oh, yeah. Dukakis Bob had some Dole. notable moments. John Kerry has some notable moments. Well, Bob Dole's got the Bob Dole thing. Yeah, I'm Bob, Bob Dole. Yeah. Bob Dole. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's and his wife. I mean, his wife was a politician as well, Elizabeth. Yeah. We should just do a we should do a political offshoot and just analyze every analyze analyze every presidential campaign. Uh, I will, I will let I will I'll explain more later. Taylor, there's a a podcast by Shane Gillis. It's Matt and Shane's uh, secret pod, and he does a four part podcast. Shane Gillis with um um who's the Louis C.K. and it they they go over every president just one by one. It was fascinating. It's like five hours of content. It was. Awesome. Like you would love it. It's some awesome mm. stories. I you, also that. You would like that a lot. It was really cool. I, th- I just were they just dishing facts on them or something? Yeah. Or it was like legitimately them, like there was some I forget who it was. There was some president who married like some 21-year-old chick because like his first wife had died. And then um they lost the election. And the the 21-year-old chick was like, I'm not moving any of my stuff out of the White House because we're gonna be back. And like they won like and they won like another term later or something like that. There's some like some it. it was wild stuff. There was I need to listen to that. Yeah, is Gro- really, Grover it, Cleveland the the only non consecutive two term? Yep, maybe so maybe it was him. Then it could have been maybe. Him, but... God, God, we're gonna have another one who's gonna try. Can you imagine? Uh, by the way. Boy. Bob Dole D- D- in DTJ is going to. Oh, no, no. Trump would have. I mean, it would have been the roast all over. He would have ravaged him. Bob Dole in today's um, current SNL talentless find a new fucking thing <laughs> era that they're in where they, they just seem to be struggling, by the way, the size everything where it's just like, oh, it's. It's a campaign year. Like at least we got something that people might tune in for and just yeah. drive it into the ground. They'll they'll never get their mm-hmm. their two thousand strategery lockbox, Al Gore and and George Bush. They'll never get that back. 
Mm. They put a lot of new people on that show this year. I just don't watch it that much. I guess, I guess that means everyone is leaving. <laughs> That's what yeah. that means. Everyone I don't find out like about Pete it. Yeah. If, uh, if Dante doesn't blog it, so. <laughs> um, dead or alive, in the books. Always a fun segment. Uh, that's it for this week's show. Once again, uh, a tip of the cap, a a a bow, a a, a just overall respect for Banks for jumping on the show tonight with his Thank with his you. helmet. Thank you. Um, RDT, you know you're a father. You've got a lot of responsibilities in your life, so it's really an honor to speak with you as well. Thank you. Um, always so sick, man. I'm just always you, sick. You're sick. Yeah, I just have. Yeah, I just get allergies. I feel like everywhere I go, but then I clear up, and then I'm bad. I don't know, it's the winter. I shouldn't have it. I'm getting crushed by dust. Dust ev- anywhere there's dust, I'm struggling right now. Uh, um, it's just struggling. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Fed Level Midnight, Jimmy's Seafood, Fed Thrill. Appreciate their support. As we said, great tailgoat from Jimmy's Seafood Sunday. Uh, appreciate them bringing two friends out for all the people in Baltimore to see. Two friends, I believe, is in DC in June. So go see them if you uh, like to support the friends. Uh, we'll see you next time on the X-52 Podcast, presented by Jimmy's Seafood. you